hello, and welcome to the Photography Horizons podcast. My name is Bob Shank, and this is episode number five. Today we are going to talk about exposure, the combination of camera settings that provide just the right amount of light into our camera to make a photograph. We will discuss some technical and equipment topics, but the goal is to make stunning photographs that portray an image as close to the way we see it as possible. Using our camera's computer, or utilizing the manual settings on our camera, we can create photographs that are inspiring and connect with those who view our images. Proper exposure is the basic element of quality photographs, and today we will discuss how to achieve proper exposure for your photographs. But first, let's look at what's on the horizon this week. I believe the biggest news of the week has to be the death of Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple Incorporated, and the creative mind behind the iPod, iPhone, and iPad. Mr. Jobs' creative and free-flowing mind allowed him to believe that anything was possible. He didn't mind being different or thinking in ways that were not the norm. Many, many people have directly been affected by Steve Jobs and his unique creativity. Steve had a rare form of pancreatic cancer, but he kept going to the best of his ability. He was an inspiration to many, and his commencement speech at Stanford contained some of the most eloquent words he may have ever uttered. Here is an excerpt from some of these inspiring words. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Steve, we will never forget you, and perhaps we will even have the courage to live out these inspiring words in our own lives, just as you did in yours. On another horizon, say it isn't true. Jason O'Dell and Rick Walker, who have been co-hosts for the Image Doctors podcast for almost six years, are calling it quits. They are pulling the plug on their podcast. I am personally saddened by this news because I made it a point to listen to their bi-weekly podcast, in fact, it was a huge inspiration to me and my photographic endeavors. I will miss the easygoing style Jason and Rick so readily share with the rest of the photographic world. Here is wishing the best to Rick and Jason, wherever their next plans take them. Now on to our working horizon, exposure. Exposure in photography is determined by the amount of light that reaches the camera sensor. This dictates how light, or how dark, a subject will be seen. Overexpose the subject, and everything could be extremely light and blown out. Underexpose, and a subject could be entirely too dark to see. Proper exposure is not only our goal, but is absolutely a photographic skill we need to achieve in order to be good photographers. Fortunately, there are some tools and some basic techniques to help us in this endeavor to properly expose a photograph. First, Today's cameras are increasingly good at determining just the right exposure in their automatic modes. A good first step is to set your camera in the automatic mode. Take a photograph, look at the resulting image on your LCD screen, and compare it with what you see right there in front of you. Is it too light, too dark, or is it just right? Now, let's consider the camera settings that work together to create the image. There are three variables to determine the exact amount of light that will reach the camera sensor the moment you press the shutter release. 
Sometimes these variables are called the exposure triangle or the three legs of the exposure stool or tripod. I kind of like tripod. ISO is the overall sensitivity we set for our camera. Most cameras start at the bottom with a setting of 100 or 200 ISO. The higher we go with this setting, the more light will enter the camera when the shutter release is pressed. Shutter speed is how fast or slow the shutter is left open when a photograph is snapped. Aperture, or f-stop, is how large or small the opening is in a lens when a photograph is taken. So, ISO, shutter speed, and aperture make up the three legs of the exposure tripod. They all three work together to determine how much light is used to expose an image. Let's look closer at each one to see how it works in the exposure tripod and how we can use them to create properly exposed photographs. ISO settings are the most volatile of the three settings. I mean by this that the ISO setting can predict not only the amount of light coming into the camera sensor, but it also determines how much noise gets into an image as well. Think of noise as the equivalent of lots of grainy granules showing up in a photograph. Too much noise makes the photograph unclear and unusable. Different cameras handle noise differently. Some cameras can withstand a very high ISO setting and introduce very little noise to a photograph, while other cameras need to be kept at a very low ISO setting. As an example, I find that my D70 camera needs to stay at ISO 400 or under. Otherwise, I get too much noise that basically renders photos unclear and useless. On the other hand, my D300 can be cranked up to the setting of ISO 1600 and still produce usable photographs. Cameras have come a long way in a short time in how well they handle noise at the higher ISO settings. The basic rule of thumb with ISO is to stick with a setting as low as you can get away with. I typically start with a setting of 200 and work from there as long as possible until I begin to lose too much light. Shutter speed determines how long the shutter is left open in the process of making a photo with our camera. The faster the shutter speed, the less light will reach the camera sensor. Think about how your eyes work. Start with your eyes closed and open and close your eyes very quickly. As you open and quickly shut your eyes, only a little bit of light will reach your pupils. Now open your eyes and leave them open for a much longer time. This will allow more light into your eyes and your pupils will respond to this light and become actually smaller. It all depends on how much light gets to them and it's the very same way in our camera. Aperture is the size of the opening we set in our lens when making a photograph. Think about aperture like the opening in a pipe. The larger the pipe, the larger the opening and the more light that is able to reach the camera sensor. With a small pipe, on the other hand, only a little light will be able to enter. Now, all three legs of the exposure tripod are set in our camera either automatically by the camera's computer or manually by us, the photographer. We now need to see how these settings work and how they relate each to the other. We set ISO, shutter speed, and aperture with stops that either increase the amount of light or decrease the amount of light. Let's look at each setting to see how this works. ISO settings, as I said, 
typically start at 100 or 200. Let's say we start at 100 ISO. When we move the setting up to 200 ISO, we are allowing double the amount of light into the camera. If we move from 200 to 100 ISO, we are decreasing or stopping down, resulting in exactly half the light getting into the camera. In the same way, when we set a shutter speed, say 1 60th of a second, and then change it to, say, 1 250th of a second, we are decreasing the entering light by exactly one half. Let's go the other way. Say we have a shutter speed of 1 500th of a second, and then change it to 1 250th of a second. This change resulted in allowing twice as much light reaching the camera sensor. And the same relationship occurs with our aperture settings. An f-stop of f2.8 is half as much as f4, and f11 is half as much as f16. By opening up one full stop, we are allowing twice as much light into our camera. The relationship between these three settings is critical. Let's look at shutter speed and aperture first. Suppose we have our camera set on manual mode, which is great for learning about exposure, and we have our shutter speed set at 1 500th of a second and our aperture at f8. If this is the proper exposure, then our light meter in the camera will be happy and line up in the middle of the graph. But if we change one setting, then we will have to change the other setting in the opposite direction to maintain the proper exposure. Let's say we change the shutter speed to 1 250th of a second which is one stop slower and allowing more light into the camera. Then we will have to stop down the aperture one stop from f8 to f11 to maintain this relationship. Does this make sense? The two settings, shutter speed and aperture, have what we call a reciprocal relationship. Increase the one and you have to decrease the other one to the same degree. The same is true with the ISO setting. Let's suppose we have the ISO set at 100 and the shutter speed at 1 60th of a second. If we increase the ISO to 200, up one full stop, and thus letting more light in, then we will have to change the shutter speed to 1 250th of a second. Are you beginning to see this relationship? It is quite an easy concept, but the numbers can get in the way for many of us. The basic principle was open up on one setting and you have to decrease the other setting to maintain the same overall exposure. Now here is your camera homework for this week. First, take out your camera's manual and read the pages that describe exposure. Don't worry, you don't have to admit to anyone that you read the instructions, but they can be helpful if you consult them. Read your camera's manual expl explanation on exposure and see if this helps. Second, and more importantly, Turn your camera to manual mode and start experimenting. First press halfway down on the shutter release to have the camera determine the actual lighting of the subject. This starts up the metering in your camera and you can see the graphic displayed in your viewfinder. Inside the viewfinder you should see a latest scale with LED lights. The goal is to get the lights to line up at the center. Change the shutter speed in one direction and you will see the LEDs go in one direction. Change shutter speed in the other direction and you will see the LEDs go in the other direction. Now change the aperture. 
Again, you will see the lights move in one direction or the other. As you move the settings, your goal is to have the lights be centered. This indicates what the light meter determines is a properly exposed image. Now as the composition of your subject and the light changes, you will need to keep readjusting your camera settings, f-stop and shutter speed. If the subject moves into some shadows, you will need to allow more light into your camera. By keeping the meter centered, you will maintain good exposure. Give this a try for a short time each day this week and see if you learn something about exposure and the settings that work together in your camera to create properly exposed photographs. It might take some time, but this practice will help you very much in the near future. I would love to hear feedback on the thoughts I shared today. Did any of this make sense at all? Was it all too confusing? Was it helpful? Let me know by leaving a comment on our website. Next week, we will look at thoughts on composition, how to properly compose your photographs in order to make the best impression with them. Join us next week to hear about and think about new horizons for your photography. You can find out more about me at www.bobshankphotography.com and more about this podcast at www.photographyhorizons.wordpress.com. What's on the horizon of your photography? Copyright 2011, Bob Shank Photography, All Rights Reserved.
Copyright 2011, Bob Shank Photography, All Rights Reserved.